Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What is going on everybody? My name is Cutter Lawler. Welcome to the week of Weird News Wednesdays. This is the Here's for Hire podcast and we are back again talking all the week's strangest news stories from around the world. We talk about the news that the real news is too afraid to talk about. As always I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Mean. Sean, how is it going? Good, it's lovely and sunny out. There's a bird chirping outside the window so if you hear him I'm very sorry. But this I don't have the heart to tell him to stop. Days. That's oh, and and mm. I I read a report earlier that said uh, there's grand heat in that sun. <laughs> That's Irish for it's fucking boiling, boiling <laughs> outside, and that means like eighteen, nineteen degrees. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if it's not raining, it's boiling. It oh, is really what's roasting. The weather, <laughs> the weather people in Ireland on the weather report are just like. It's not raining. Fucking happy days, lads. Let's go. Do you, rem- do you remember when we used to do the radio? Uh, on a day like this, we'd we'd both just arrive and be like, it's going to be fucking roasting in there. Because <laughs> the studio is tidy. And, yeah, and obviously you couldn't open any windows because obviously the noise from outside would get in. So yeah. we had to have all the windows closed in this tidy little room. And it was just, I just remember never being as hot. As I was on like hour two of that show, and you're, you're sitting like, in like the leather chair. <laughs> yeah. Now, if this is your first time listening to this, imagine we used to be on the radio. That's that's the low standards we have here on the on the Emerald Isles. So you too can achieve your dreams. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this is Weird News Wednesday, Sean. And what do we do here? You have spent the week gathering all of the weirdest news stories from around the world, and. You're about to read them all out to me, and I have not seen them. Good? <laughs> good? Yes, good. It was like, I, I imagine if we were in the same room, you would just like look at me like with puppy dog eyes. Good? 
Was that, praise? Did, I, did I do that? Please, please, <laughs> Fa- please give father, me praise. <laughs> father, did father. I do well? <laughs> um, so normally weird news is, especially during uh, this lockdown, it has been kind of, you either get something absolutely mental or you get something very minor. And so for the last few weeks, we've started off with something mental because it's made me laugh. But I felt like we had to get back to basics this week. Start off with something that's a bit... A bit of a less exciting one and work our way up because okay. I have a few mad stories this week and so I'm starting with something that really affects us all in these troubled times. Sean, a lot of people are doing jigsaws these days to pass a the lo- time. A lot of people are, that's mm. true. Mm. It's sold out everywhere if you find, if you try to buy one fucking jigsaw. Yeah, yeah, because cause they're, they're like, what, 10, 15 quid and you get hours of entertainment out of them. Would you say entertainment? Hours of... Uh, <laughs> Time. Occupied. Time. Uh, being occupied. Yeah. And you know me. I'm mad for a jigsaw. At the start of You're this lockdown... You're for a jigsaw. <laughs> I rattled off four or five thousand pieces in a row within the first few weeks. And then I ran out of jigsaws. And so I'm waiting for another delivery. But for there's a one particular jigsaw that has been created that I think might be the worst thing I've ever seen and that is from Heinz Sean Heinz make no. they, they ketchup. make ketchup they do make ketchup and they've decided to get into the jigsaw making game because they have created the slowest puzzle on earth with all 570 pieces the same red colour oh no <laughs> Why have you done this? <laughs> 570 now, pieces. 570, that's because there are 57 varieties, correct? Of course. Oh, I didn't even realise that, but yeah, no, you're dead right. <laughs> and like, even, because I think Heinz also did a baked beans one a few years right. back. Like, even the baked beans, you can kind of line up a picture at points. But the same fucking shade of red. It's all just red. And on the box, it's just red. It's just a big red square. Like in Russia? Red square? No? (laughs) Geography joke. Let it pass. (laughs) Now's the time. Now's the time for these geography jokes. Does anybody have a flip phone? We're going to go through all my old notes. Okay, geography notes. Um, Oh my god. I I think this might be the worst and best idea for a jigsaw ever. Because, okay, you do the edges. I know you, you're you're an anarchist. You just throw all all onto the board or the table and you just do whatever you need to do. Yeah, find a piece that interests you and build around that. Lunatic work. You gotta start around that edges. Get Uh, a base. Get a foundation. No, (laughs) I. You're as likely to solve it randomly as you are to solve it with a method. <laughs> it's like Sudoku in that way, isn't it? I get actively angry at Sudoku. Do you? Yeah, I just think it's shit. <laughs> now, is it shit because it's bad or shit because you can't do it? Which do you think, Connor? <laughs> Make up your own mind. Um, <laughs> the choice is I, yours. I've got a bit mad on the Sudoku as well, but I was... I had like a book and I was like medium, I was going up to medium and then uh, slightly hard, but I couldn't do the really hard ones and it really annoyed me. And so, I'm not ashamed to admit, I watched the Sudoku champion of Great Britain tell me little tips and tricks on how to get the best out of my Sudoku. I spent at least an hour on that. 
And did you improve your Sudoku skills? Oh, jeez, no, I'm still thick as dog shit. But I, look, I watched a good video, though. That's, and didn't that pass the time more than Sudoku ever did? <laughs> really? So, um, the Br- Heinz has created a giveaway offering 57 lucky fans a chance to win one of these puzzles. Um, hopefully they c- they'll consider selling them online soon enough, says one person, which I don't know anyone who is going to buy this. L- yeah, like, first of all, it's terrible value for money in terms of, like, finished product. It's just red. Yeah. No, that's a, but you, would you not get the most hours out of a jigsaw that is basically unsolvable? But there's like there's other there's a great jigsaw. It's like 5,000 pieces. But it's a gradient of all the colours. Okay. And I think that would... Like, at least when you finish that, you have something that's nice to look at. Because <laughs> the red of Heinz ketchup is quite an... It's not, it's not a very appealing red... In my opinion. Mm. <laughs> there, I said it. What's, what's your favourite... What's your what's the most appealing red, really? Is the question I'm thinking. Uh, the one that uh, Santa wears in the Coca-Cola ads. Oh, so, uh, no, actually, fuck. You know what? You actually, I think you have, you have me at a technicality there. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he, he could be right. Um, I thought you were a madman, but now you've thrown logic into it. Or if I may also... Um, the red hula hoops. Red That red. And now, do you just associate them with the taste of red hula hoops, though? That's, yes, that's correct. Yeah. <laughs> yes, no, you are, you are correct. Um, so, in a period where everyone has a little more time in their hands, and puzzle popularity has skyrocketed, we wanted to help pass the time by connecting the two. We're always looking to deliver fun, contextually relevant ways to give Heinz tomato ketchup lovers a smile. Lovers is a strong word. Lovers, yeah. And this ridiculously slow, all-red Heinz tomato ketchup puzzle felt like the perfect fit. Oh, oh, because it's a jigsaw. Perfect fit. Very good. Yeah, it all fits together, Shaw. But at the same time, I love jigsaws, but I think you'd have to give me quite a lot of money for me to even try this. Because on the surface, like, a 500-piece jigsaw isn't too bad. No. Like, once you get to a 1,000, then when you're on a real time sink. So 570 yeah. on its own doesn't sound awful. But when there's no frame of... Re- you can't even look at the picture on the box. <laughs> Imagine you forgot. <laughs> you're like, oh, what the fuck does it look like? Oh, yeah, no. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. It's red. Oh, that's the bit I'm working... Okay, oh, here we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they try to find it. It's like, we're looking at a piece, then look at the picture. Where the fuck do you go? Where do you <laughs> Speak go? Speak to me. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a chalk outline out around the jigsaw. Speak to me. That would be amazing. Yeah, I, um, I, I can't see this. Like, I can't see it under my Christmas tree. Put it mm, that way. But you can get it from me. My birthday is actually at the end of this month, so I'm not giving you ideas, Sean. I'm just throwing it out there. It's not for sale. <laughs> Well, fucking make it be, Jesus! All right, do I have to do everything? I send me right. Tell me your address right now. (laughs) I promise I'll edit it out. I swear to God. Give me your address and your bank details, please. I just your mother's maiden name might also help. (laughs) The first name of your dog. Your first animal. Um, Okay, Sean. Why I wanted to start off with that is because my second story this week is fucking insane, and I think it's something that. I 
sometimes Florida man pops up earlier than usual in this show. Yeah, I was thinking he's he's right out of the gate here. Well, Florida man, you see, has Florida man treasure hunter says that he was tricked <laughs> by a con man to hire a con man claiming to be a war hero slash scientist slash millionaire. What? <clears throat> My story this week, Sean, is that there was a Florida man treasure hunter. He uh, worked for Seafarer Expl- Exploration, which is a company that basically searches for treasure underneath the water. Right. And that company is a Tampa-based uh, treasure hunting company, and they thought they had found the jewel in their crown when they came across Dr. Michael Torres. He was what the company needed to get to the next step. Okay. So yes. th- they've, this company has found the one person who can just put them on to like, insane levels of success. Well, you're searching for treasure. There has to be somebody out there that knows something, that's in on something, right? So let me set the seed, Sean. This, this company is searching for the next big guy that can help them. They're, we need something that's going to make us stand out from all the other treasure hunting companies, I assume, are in Tampa. So Tampa is a, a ba- is a treasure on its own. It is. Uh, at a bar near Melbourne Beach, Kyle Kennedy, the CEO of the underwater treasure hunting business, met Michael Torres, the army ranger, who also claimed that he was a cryptocurrency billionaire and an adjunct professor at one of America's most prestigious universities. That's a good CV. That's pre- and, and the fact that he can just say it and doesn't need to prove anything... <laughs> I think if you're hiring someone, they turn up with a resume that says that they're a war hero slash scientist slash millionaire. I'm going to be impressed. And until the astronaut walks mm. in. <laughs> True. <laughs> astronaut cowboy. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, the conversation turned to the 300-year-old Spanish galleon wrecked on the ocean floor just off the coast, and more importantly, the mother load of gold and silver that, that went down with it. It was right there, the treasure hunter said, just waiting to be salvaged. Well, Torres, decorated veteran and professor, this is all in quotation marks, it turned yes. out, was also a systems engineer and coder on the side, he tells them. Unreal. God, what he, what a remarkable man. <laughs> he had developed satellite communications uh, for military contractors at renowned laboratories. Renowned, just renowned. Just, you know, um, the renowned ones. Some of that work was classified, he said, so he couldn't reveal it. But well, maybe, that's, that's just good business. <laughs> that is. But maybe he could use his expertise to help create a technology to scan the ocean floor for gold. Boom. We're banging. Then we can stop sending all those orphans down with weights tied to their feet. <laughs> when they just have the snorkeling mask. <laughs> now go down there and check. Have I talked about snorkels on this show? No, I don't know if you have, Sean. Please, this is clearly important. Go on. I, just, I don't understand how to help in any way at all. <laughs> <laughs> because something's going to crawl into the top of it while you're underneath no. the war. No, not that, but once you're underneath the water. Right. Like, it, it, the snorkel is also under the water. Well, like, you, you're not meant to go that far. So what, it gives you, like, a, a foot of... A, a foot? It, How it, big are these snorkels you're using? Is it just so you can put your face in the water? Is that the only reason? That's basically snorkel? it, yeah. So Fucking what you're hell. claiming is they need to make snorkel, the length of it, maybe, like, 25 feet. 
Just, I'm, I'm just saying that would be a more useful snorkel. <laughs> so, you're in the sea, and there's just a 25-foot fucking snorkel just before you pop down for a swim. Dead. <laughs> I think there's a business practice there somewhere. I don't know extendable. where. Extend, right, but if, it is, if it's extendable, that raises the possibility that it could also, like, maybe contract accidentally. Oh, uh, while you're two miles below the surface. While That's you're two true. miles, because it's two miles long this now. <laughs> the snorkel's two miles long, which it would be uh, like you. It would be so off balance. Your head would just be like bending the, left or to the right, very, depending on very how. Very light looked. snorkel. <laughs> very I can't light. stress how light the snorkel is. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. To get back to our story before Sorry. we start talking about snorkels, um. As I said, this Tampa Treasure Hunting Company, they were looking for someone big. Someone to bring in that they felt they could stand up and be like, this is our guy, he's our expert. And Michael Torres is the man on the other side, and he's realised, Florida man isn't the brightest. And I'm a war hero slash scientist slash millionaire slash engineer and coder for (laughs) military stuff. I could do that job. It's, It's a match made in heaven. Mm. Where Dr. Michael Torres is from. Um, so in, 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 in October 2018, Tampa Bay's treasure hunting seafarer exploration announced that it had hired Dr. Michael Torres, a brilliant wounded war veteran receiving a purple heart with oak cluster, to do just that, help them find treasure with tech. Okay? Okay. Now, in January 2019... Just three months later, Sean, Torres made the front page of Florida Today and appeared on Fox 35 Orlando wearing an Indiana Jones-esque hat and announcing he'd discovered an ancient Peruvian burial mask on the beach. Oh. Yes. The fact that it's an Indiana Jones-esque hat. Yes. mm, I don't know if regular... You know, in the in the storied profession of treasure hunter, I don't know that that's the uniform. So, sometimes I read a story and I'm like, I am so fascinated by any of this and how it happened. And this man completely fascinates me. As in, you know when you get so far into a lie that now you're just in it. And so he has to go with it. And so he has just convinced this idiot, who's the CEO of the company, that he's some sort of genius science millionaire, and he's also like a treasure hunter, and he can help them on the side. And this company's like, okay, we don't need Fucking to actually aces, back up. aces, boys. <laughs> we, don't need, we don't need to back up any of these claims. Fair enough. People lie on the resume or the CV a lot, Sean. I don't know to this extent. I wouldn't... Um, it, it is... It is taking the pace a little bit, isn't it? But once you're in, Sean, you have to buy into the lie. So, he then dons the Indiana Jones-esque hat and announces that he's discovered an ancient Peruvian burial mask. Because that's what Indiana Jones traditionally did, was he just announced that he found shit. (laughs) I did it! (laughs) Every movie was four seconds long, just Harrison Ford looking at a piece of treasure. I did it! I did it. It's me. <laughs> this is all me. There's been no issues whatsoever. <laughs> and I didn't have to be chased by a boulder. There was no or, traps. Or get punched until I won. 
I didn't have to do one fight where I got punched and I won. Um, <laughs> so it was all fake, of course. Kyle Kennedy, the CEO, says, This guy can spout this stuff off like no tomorrow. Absolutely none of it was true, but unless you're an engineer, you'd never know that. I'm just a simple treasure hunter slash Florida man. <laughs> I'm just a simple CEO of a treasure hunting exploration company. How was I to know that there was no left phalange? How was I to know? I am a, I am a regular man like you. <laughs> so last week, Seafair filed a lawsuit in the county office demanding Torres pay back the $100,000 in wages that he owes them. They also Jesus. want him to return his 61 million shares of Seafarer stock. What? 61 million shares he has in this company. But by just showing up and saying, I'm the guy. But here's the thing. If he turned up and he told them he was a cryptocurrency millionaire, they probably gave him a load of stock. Just like... This is good for for the company. If you're famous and a millionaire, you'll be able to raise the profile. So we'll give you loads of stock. Yeah. And like it, if he's a millionaire, he can give money into the company. Yes, yes. Now, it's all in Bitcoin, though. So it's very, you know, mm. it's, it's, it's very fluctuating. <laughs> it's up in the air. I don't know how it works, but it doesn't make any sense. But you can't, like, dig for treasure with Bitcoins. <laughs> They'd be so small. There'd be no more sand moving at all. They'd um, be all stuck there. <laughs> so they are now suing this man. And I wanted to give you that background because that brings us on to today. In which this company is suing this man that somehow tricked him into thinking he was a millionaire, coder, a war veteran, just Bitcoin expert. And just kind of, you know, just an explorer. Just an explore. Like, here's the thing: is that I don't, I don't necessarily always side with the person who's done someone over. Yeah. But I think you can't sue him to get the wages back. Although he did lie at basically every meeting he's ever had with them. No, I'm not saying you can't take him to court for like I don't know fraud or whatever. But you, I like. You paid the wages for as long as you did w- with the performance he was given, you know? Mm. Now, you would think that maybe he's after doing this lie. Maybe it's only a little one. You wouldn't go all out, or would you? Because we've actually got many of his claims that have been now researched and checked to see if they hold up against a bit of scrutiny. Well, okay, well, we do like scrutiny on this show. We, I love to scrutinise. So the lawsuit accuses Torres of presenting a fraudulent resume that included two tours of duty in Afghanistan, a long list of medals, and multiple degrees, including a bachelor's in electrical engineering from the Citadel, and a doctorate in aeronautical engineering from Duke University. Right. Mm. Is it... Is it illegal to impersonate a soldier? Or is it just, like, bad form? (laughs) Ah! The lawsuit also claims that Torres flunked out of the Citadel, that he claims that he got a bachelor's in electrical electrical engineering. He flunked out of the Citadel with a 1.3 GPA, which is quite low, and Duke does not even offer a degree in aeronautical engineering. (laughs) 
Ooh, always <laughs> check that the degree exists. Just, you have to do that. One Google search. One will sort just, that out. Just, like, a, even a Bing search. Mm. Do you think he got asked and then he just named a fucking university? Oh, fucking uh, Duke. Uh, fucking Harvard? No, I can't say Harvard. <laughs> They're never going to believe Harvard. They won't believe it. Oh, what I better, I better say... A lower tier university that'll definitely have an aeronautical <laughs> engineering course because you know they come cheap when you want to be oh, a spaceman they come cheap the perfect crime yeah and it also claims Torres lied about being an adjunct professor at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology so he's also professor at Massachusetts well well he has that degree from Duke yeah, yeah of course. Uh, contacted by the Tampa Bay Times, Torres said it was his, now this. They had to interview Torres because maybe his side of the story is a bit different, Sean. Well, he says that his boss Kennedy had padded his resume to make seafarer look good, but had, that he'd got along with it because he was scared. He said he never claimed to be an army veteran or have a doctorate. He was simply an engineer hired to do a job, but was never given the proper resources to do it. Other than the 16, 60 million pieces of stock he has in the company. That's nowhere near enough for what he need, <laughs> what he envisions for this company. So he says he was put up to it by the boss. That he said it might look good in the company if they hire this multi-millionaire genius playboy philanthropist. But, but in many ways now they look worse and silly. No, they, yeah. Um, he says they want to discredit me because it somehow serves whatever scab they're pulling. Somehow. <laughs> somehow scabs, serves whatever scab they're pulling. I can't specifically say what scab, but they're probably scabbing me. I am fully confident there is a scam mm. going on here. He he has also done his own countersuit against Seafair, I should tell you. Just to be like, no, I'm, I'm in the right. So... Contacted by the Tampa Bay Times, the Citadel said that Torres left in 2003 without graduating. Military records also showed that he was forced out of the Air Force Reserve Officer Training Corps that same year for poor academics. Duke University did not even respond to a request for comment. So we're fucking sick of hearing about all of this. <laughs> and um, Kennedy and a diver for Seafair named Michael Weir both described a late night spent with Torres on the front porch of Seafair's dive house. So this is where Torres goes really deep. And he told stories of rescuing his sergeant in Afghanistan by shooting an enemy. He's telling us about how the guy had a grenade in his hand, but then the guy went into a spasm and wouldn't let go of the grenade. He talked about having to call in an airstrike on an entire village. I was thinking, what? I was thinking, wow, what kind of guy this guy? What kind of guy is he? Is he? My God! <laughs> like. He really like di- like went deep on that character. Yeah. See, like this is not one of those like um normally we do not a deep dive into these weird news stories, but this man is fascinating to me in that he went so far into the lie. He brings the boss and one of the divers over to his house and now he has to tell them fake stories of him and the army. Yeah, and if if he was like put up to pretend to be in the army, mm. that's something he didn't have to do. 
just like I called it an airstrike at an entire village. I'm also top of the army in America. So I'm I actually had King is what they call me. <laughs> um, Kennedy said that his team criticised him for hiring Torres, but that the scientific jargon and heroics the man spouted off sounded true and were wildly impressive. I'm all... Look, if it sounds true, maybe it is. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Weir said he gave Torres the benefit of the doubt which you would in any sort of proper company. <laughs> Just leave him. He might be <laughs> shite, but we don't know. But also, like, if he's dropping some heavy shit, so maybe he just needs to get it out. Mm. When he claimed to have also been... Um, Weir said uh, that he gave Torres the benefit of the doubt when he claimed to have also been a blockchain coder worth millions in Bitcoin. So he was going to fire him until he figured out that Torres was apparently rich. In Bitcoin. In, see, every time someone says, like, you know, follows up the word rich with in Bitcoin. Yeah. It's, it's the, it, it immediately lessens the impact, I think. I'm rich, in, I'm rich in Skittles and love. I'm also rich in them. I'm rich in Jigsaw. Jigsaw. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> You know how much I love jigsaws. Well, I did. I bought all the jigsaws and then I just left them out in the rain, Connor. Oh, you are. Oh, gee. Oh, jeez. Gerarg. Gerarg. So, Torres was exposed, Sean, finally. After all of this, he's been living this lie. When real scientists, Seafarer hired to develop its sea search technology, told them that the supposedly brilliant scientist had no idea what he was talking about. Because there's this meeting, and Mike is up there writing on a whiteboard all this stuff, and he's shouting like, oh, oh, I have it. It's like something from the Big Bang Theory. Apparently there was loads of numbers and fractions and decimal points on this board, and he's continuously writing saying, I have it, I have it. I'm sitting there thinking, wow, this guy's a genius. (laughs) And then the real geniuses pull us aside privately afterwards and tell us that wasn't even an equation, it was just gibberish. (laughs) It's like, do you know that scene in 21 Jump Street? Oh, yeah, but he's on drugs. Yeah, and he's scribbling on the board for ages, and he's just wrote, written four a bunch of times. <laughs> like, like, this man was so into the lie that he gets in front of everyone in the company, including all the scientists, and then has to try and figure out a way to pretend he's like he's figuring out some major discovery. Like, it's... It's quite impressive. Like, his improv skills must be off the charts. Like, imagine the pressure going in. And you're like, I have to try and pretend like I'm smart and I have nothing. This is just improv. Like, that man waking up every morning getting ready to do that. That's unreal. <laughs> he looks at himself in the mirror. Another day. Okay. Um, Let's do this. What the fuck do I know about science? <laughs> Give <me some> science <laughs> words. Just anything. I'll take anything about science. <laughs> Bunsen burner? Can I use Bunsen burner? I don't know. Yeah. I don't think We so. all know about the mitochondria, don't we? Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> if I say it with enough confidence, th- I will. Um, <laughs> so Torres said, um, sorry, Torres then also appeared. By this time that they were going to fire him, Torres had already appeared in half a dozen news stories, showing off his Peruvian mass discovery. Um, and he was apparently 
famous in the local area just as the best archaeologist or one of the best up and coming um, people in that area in that he one found the, this what, amazing Peruvian mask like well it was one of the ones to watch in terms of archaeologists true true um, Torres said that the mask is authentic and that professors from Harvard and Columbia had, authent- had authenticated it. Torres even shared emails from those professors in which the professors said the mask appeared to be Peruvian. Appeared to be. Appeared um, to be. But then the Times asked more professors and they said that they had not authenticated anything and would never do so without seeing the mask in person. <laughs> they said they were only commenting on the style of the artefact in the artifact in the photos Torres sent them. So the, okay, so he sent them photos just like, hey I found this, I think it might be Peruvian. And yeah. they said, yeah it could be. And he went fucking nailed it lads. I'm fucking a fucking museums. genius. Hello. Oh, I've no time on my hands, I've so much cryptocurrency millions. Oh, oh no. Like, I might sell some of this cryptocurrency for more cryptocurrency. And, and so this is coming to the end of this story that this, this lawsuit is happening right now in Florida. And I normally... Like, it doesn't really matter, but Torres has still come out and said that he is glad to be done with Seafair and happy to no longer be paraded around in a charade. He says, I have all my own evidence. It will all come out in court. Where said he's worried that Torres is just uh, crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, look, if he can somehow defend himself, what if he's a lawyer as well? He might as well be. Say you're a lawyer. Uh, like he's a he's a lawyer and he's the best damn attorney this side of the Mississippi. Yeah. Like this whole thing is a man who's objectively out of his depth but is thriving. <laughs> just when a lie just keeps you have to hide a lie with another lie, you end up here. Um, and so I finish off this story with last month a man introduced as Dr. Michael Torres PhD appeared on the ABC News in Charleston claiming a major discovery of coins, cannonballs and other Civil War artefacts and then we end with Ware who's about to go into this courtroom with this man and said if he says Kyle made him say he was a doctor then why is he still going on the news calling himself a doctor? (laughs) He legally changed his name uh, to oh, Doctor. To the first name Dr. Dot. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Doctor. <laughs> um, so that's the end of that weird news story. But Florida Man, this might be... Florida Man has gotten himself into a situation where he somehow has to has convinced a whole sea exploration company that he's a genius and it just gets out of hand. And, like, that exploration company, that's a story in itself. Just an independent treasure-hunting company. I'd like to work for them. I wouldn't. You only need to get lucky one shot. And then you're set. But how how many orphans do we have to send to the bottom of the ocean? How does it matter? Just keep sending them. Sure, nobody's going to miss them. Fucking hell. Sure, they're orphans. (laughs) Fucking hell, that's fair. (laughs) I've seen Annie. She's always crying and singing. I don't need that. Did you see Annie all the way through? You did. No, I only seen the first 45 minutes. Is oh, that, is, no. What happens? You might want to finish Annie. It's oh. heartwarming. Oh, is it? <laughs> oh, fuck. I don't know. I I've never ca- seen it. I'm going to have to make a few calls. <laughs> 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 fuck. 
<laughs> Sorry, uh, just really quickly, cancel that 25-foot snorkel. It's not going to work. <laughs> no, it's too heavy. <laughs> it's too heavy for the children's heads. I can't. Um, okay, we're moving on to Hong Kong, Sean. Now, we have covered many different versions of poor food choices, food creations. And you would think, these days, people have a lot of, have a sp- have a lot of spare time in their hands they might be able to come up with some cool new fancy recipes that nobody's ever tried before. Yeah, like surely you'd just have more time to experiment, if anything. Yeah. Well, this Hong Kong shop that does ice cream has figured out a flavour that nobody had ever thought of that it could exist in any way. And maybe there's a niche in the market for it because I have Hong Kong shop offers tear gas flavoured ice cream. Tear gas? (laughs) Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> is this is this commentary of some kind? Um, it's it is it is a play on the latest. It's in support of the pro democracy movement that's been going on in China at this yeah. time. And so they've was this an was this like a horrible like accident that's turned out to be a delicious flavor? Like no, no, this is an actual flavour they have worked on to perfect. What does tear gas taste like? Probably bad. Probably, why would you think? root ice cream? Unless it's, well, is it like peppery? Yeah, because the main ingredient is black peppercorns, uh, which ah. is a reminder of the pungent peppery rounds fired on the streets um, of the Chinese city during the months of demonstrations last year. And they say, it tastes like tear gas. It feels difficult to breathe as you're eating it. Oh, <laughs> and it's really, it's really pungent and irritating. Three things. Difficult to breathe. Pungent. Irritating. I think when you're looking at any sort of food, they're the three things I look at first to see, let's make sure they're not them. You would almost design ice cream to be the opposite of that. Yeah, you would. Um, it said, it makes me want to drink a lot of water immediately, said one of the customers, Anita Wong, who experienced tear gas. Uh, I think it's a flashback that reminds me of how painful I felt in the moment, and that I shouldn't forget. <laughs> so, she's eating ice cream to remember traumatic experiences. See, like, I, I see, you'd have to try it, first of all. Mm. Like, if you, if you saw tear gas ice cream, you're trying tear gas ice cream. It could be like a burnt caramel thing, that it's just better than regular gas ice cream. <laughs> regular carbon monoxide flavour. No, a nitrogen. You need a bit of tear gas. Nitrogen ice cream. Oh, num num num. <laughs> but why would, if you've been tear gassed, surely you know it's never going to be pleasant. No, I don't think there's ever a time we're going, just like, can't wait for another fucking tear gas. Cannot fucking wait. Jez, I got I got stabbed in the chest there earlier, but this, I, this yeah, arm cut off machine. <laughs> but I don't know if I experienced it enough. Let's go back again, just to check. Just make sure I got the full feeling, you know. Yeah. Um. So we wrote. He says how they make them is we roast and then grind whole black peppercorns and make them into gelato in the Italian style. It's a what? bit hot. But we emphasise its aftertaste, which is a sensation of irritation in the throat. Oh, now you've sold me on it. Yeah, oh no, I think this is a big selling point. (laughs) And then the 31-year-old owner finishes with this, I think this might be, 
if you did advertising in college, this is probably the most important line you're ever going to hear from an ice cream owner. He says, it just feels like breathing in tear gas. <laughs> oh. Oh, no. Mmm, yum, yum, yum. Go straight. That takes me back. <laughs> is this, uh, like, okay, I get it's an act of solidarity and it's drawing attention to the fact that people are getting fucking tear gassed. But also... As an ice cream lover, why don't why don't do that to my ice cream? Even if you just did like a lime flavor and made the ice cream green, might be a little better. Maybe you supply the ice cream in some kind of canister. Yeah, something like that, maybe. But why would you ruin ice cream? That's the one thing that didn't need to be changed in this story. I'm pro two things, Connor: mm. democracy and ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm against snorkels. Apparently, so. And orphans, apparently. <laughs> You're against the orphans. Okay, fair enough. You hate I orphans you... so much you only watch 45 minutes of Annie. <laughs> no, I can't watch any more of this. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's full of orphans. <laughs> um, so, at about $5 a serving, tear gas ice cream has been a hit. Um, so prior to the social distancing regulations, uh, the shop's owner said he was selling 20 to 30 scoops of it per day. That seems like too much for what is effectively tear gas. Now, originally he said that they tried to work in wasabi as well, but it didn't work on the flavour, because he was really trying to get that hit the back of the throat and fucking kill you flavour. Yeah, and... Like, wasabi even... I think that would be more pleasant of an ice cream than just oh, wasabi's pepper. pretty bad though. Wasabi's pretty bad, um, but I don't know. It tastes of something, mm. not just a painful burning sensation. <laughs> uh, the only painful burning sensations I want is maybe areas that I need to go see a doctor for. Maybe when I pee, but if if it's oh. in my throat, no. Well, maybe you should <laughs> go see a doctor. Yeah. I keep putting it off. So what? It'll go away eventually. Connor, I'm officially telling you right now, if you have a painful <laughs> burning sensation, literally anywhere, yeah. go to a doctor. Only when I pee or when I don't pee, it's there. So every other time it's fine. Mm, but that's constant. Mm, that is described. constant, yeah. No, it's a lot of pain. Yeah, yeah no I can imagine. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I just read that. I was like, normally we do bad flavours, but I don't think I could think of a worse flavour for ice cream than tear gas. Maybe just pure shit. I was just going to say, literal shit would be worse. Like, literal shit taste. But even then, like, you'll have a bad first taste. But I think the tear gas would leave an aftertaste that would be with you for days. I'm fairly confident shit would leave an aftertaste too. Well, that's fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Um, okay, we're going to move on to our next piece of news, and that is Night at the Museum, Sean. Sydney oh. man. Sydney man charged after allegedly breaking into empty dinosaur exhibit at night. Was this Ben Stiller portraying it a was, Sydney man? It was Ben Stiller, yes. He's he's okay. a powerful actor. <laughs> he's, he's really getting into the role for the third one of those movies? I, I don't know how many there's been. Um, <laughs> Australia, Australian Museum CCTV shows man allegedly breaking in and, and taking selfies 
um, says says the police. A Sydney man will face court on Monday after he allegedly broke into Australia's oldest museum and started snapping sa- selfies in the dinosaur exhibit. The man broke into the heritage-listed museum in Sydney CBD at just after 1am on Sunday and was captured on CCTV cameras wandering around the exhibits for an hour and 40 minutes, according Jesus. to the New South Wales police. Well, he was on his own, so at least he wasn't holding anyone up. Ah, yeah, but an hour and 40 is a long walk. Big museum. That's worse. (laughs) The man was able to get up close and personal with the exhibits, thanks to the lack of security guards and queuing patrons. Um, Imagine he turned up and there was a fucking queue. Fuck's sake. Oh, lads. We're meant to be social distancing. (laughs) Um, Released CCTV footage shows him casually strolling past a T-Rex skeleton and posing for photos with his head inside the mouth of a dinosaur skull. I mean... If you had the chance, you would, wouldn't you? What would you do if you got free reign in, in that museum, though, Sean? I um, ooh, what? And like, why is it ride we... a dinosaur? It is, I mean, ride a dinosaur is up there. Mm. Um, I don't know. I might like just change something that only I'd notice. <laughs> wow, <Like I'd... laughs> you're the epitome of fun. <laughs> no, I mean, like I'd, I'd swap a rib. And a tooth, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I think that'd be you... that'd do me. Jesus, Frank Sinatra's turned up, lads. <laughs> a tooth for a rib. Go away from me now. You should be arrested for that kind of talk. Arrested for in- inciting that kind of nonsense. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That kind of divilment. Why? What did you do? Now. Oh, just like set fire to the place. Oh, Straight so up, got, just... You should be arrested what? now for that. <laughs> Why? Sure, they're all dead already, Sean. Stinking. Sure you can't valuable. kill me for murder if everything's already dead. Hmm, that is mm. true. <laughs> the, the court. The jury's <laughs> like, fuck, you know, he has a point. Jesus oh, Christ. Fuck. We haven't heard a like defence this good since that adventurer. It, it's weird how he defended himself. It's really <laughs> weird, but he's so good. Wait a minute. That's not a tooth. <laughs> Look at a force. Oh, wait a minute. Did it completely forget about me? It's just like I burned the whole building. I was like, wait. Before this went down, that tooth is in his rib. And that rib. Oh, fuck. Somebody call the police. Something else has happened here. A red dot just appears on my forehead. <laughs> He allegedly also stole a piece of artwork and a staff member's cowboy hat off a coat rack. That's not where cowboy hats go. No, they would go on a hat rack. And he wore the cowboy hat as he walked around the premises and while he left the premises. That's that's oddly sinister. You think the cowboy hat adds a bit of, you know, just dangerousness to it all? It adds, yeah, because, I don't know, like, to, I, I think to just wear a hat that you find, that's pretty brave. Because mm. you you don't know where that hat's been. Do you, do you look good in hats? You can't see, there's no mirrors. It could be anything. That's why he took the selfie in the dinosaur's mouth. <laughs> it wasn't for just funds and giggles, no. He wanted to see, is this Instagram worthy? And... Let me just say it. Well, where was what was he going to do with that picture? Because yeah, that incriminates you right away. Yeah, I did. You know, when I was younger, I once um, this is when I was really young, like four or five. 
I once stole one of my parents' like uh, Kodak camera, mm-hmm. and I went around and I just took a load of photos, um, just randomly of stupid shit. I don't know what a five-year-old takes photos of, but probably the ground, a chair, <laughs> right? And then I took one photo of me in the bathroom, in the mirror, looking back at me, and I took a photo with me in the photo. And yeah. so then my ma went to get all the photos uh, developed, and she came back and was like, Cutter, did you steal my camera and no. waste all of my photos? And Sean, do you know what I said? <laughs> did you perhaps deny that? <laughs> I said I've never seen that fucking camera before in my life. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Um, did, I don't even know how to take photos. I would never do that to you, mother. I would never do that. Oh, oh, well, what, what if I were to show you this? <laughs> Just a picture, picture of the chair. <laughs> and um, that doesn't help your case in any way. Oh, no, f- no, fuck, wrong one. Um, what about oh. this one? Oh, yeah, no, that... And then I had to look at me in a mirror, right? And I genuinely seen the photo of me. I made it. And I went, that's not me. And I stood that lie for another five minutes. It is you, Connor. I mean, it's literally you. No, I think you'll find that somebody else. I think you will. You can't, you can't argue this one. I think that's one of my sisters. Connor, it's clearly you. Like, it's a five-year-old boy. Ah, well, look. I don't know what you're, you're trying to say here, mother. You're holding yesterday's newspaper. <laughs> She was very quick in the development. Very quick, just right very around the quick. corner. Sure, sure um, one hour photo, you know. Say, oh, sure, it was a godsend. A godsend. <laughs> God be with the days. Um, God be with the days. Um, so, uh, it's not going to be a movie producer knocking on your door if you do this. It's going to be the police knocking on your door, said the Deputy Chief Inspector Sean Herney. Which well, uh, sh- Sorry, go ahead. You have a comment I was going to say, Sean, I don't know if that is... This, Sean, I don't know if that rolls off the tongue as as a phrase. No, but also, it would be the police would tell you that. <laughs> if, if Don't do this, because if you do, it's not going to be a movie producer knocking on your door. It's going to be the police knocking on your door. Put that on a shirt. I think I've nailed it. Yeah, yes, yes you have, <laughs> officer. <laughs> And all his like subordinates are just like just humour him. It's fucking <laughs> fucking. He wants to start off in advertising, marketing. It doesn't make any sense. He, he got he got this like temp job. He's trying to sell <laughs> some ice cream that tastes like fucking tear gas. <laughs> it's not going to be an ice cream man at your door knocking on your door. It's going to be me at your door knocking on your door. Someone's like, that's too many doors. Shut up, John. I'm going to say it four times. <laughs> I'm the police, John. So am I. Shut up, John. Um, a man turned himself in to the Surrey Hills Police Station at 5pm that afternoon where he was arrested and charged with breaking and entering. He was refused bail and is due to appear at court in local court. Um, the museum has been closed for renovation since August of last year. But this means that it is definitely haunted, surely. Oh, like the old abandoned museum? Yeah. For like, what, May is what, five months? August is another four. So at least nine or ten months have passed. Do you know how many ghosts can come up in nine or ten months around bones of animals? I mean, taking your life into your hands while I were near the place. 
Well, you know what, Connor? You're welcome because one of those T Rexes is missing a rib. <laughs> He's gonna try to stand up and just collapse. <laughs> fucking gob. Yeah, fucking. I just wipe my hands, walk away. <laughs> no, the police are like leading you out there. Your arms are just like fucking behind your back. You're just laughing. Ah, fuck, you'll never get me. <laughs> Um, okay, we're moving on now. Sean, a few weeks ago we had uh, a killer, a killer cow. I don't know if he yes. was a killer, but he was a crazy cow. No, it was a kind cow, wasn't it? Uh, he was faster than he looked. Yeah, and she, the police couldn't catch him. She was faster than she looked. Oh, fuck, I keep doing it. Yes, no, you're right too. Um, but this week I have a bear. A bear. A bear who has spent nine months on the run. A bear on the run? Nine months on the run, yes. Oh, okay, okay. I'm sensing so, I'm sensing there's more to this that you're not telling me. Mm, so there's a hoodie-stealing, cow-chasing bear that nine yes. months on the run came to an end last week. Um, a cheeky bear who had been on a hoodie-stealing rampage, rampage shot, for nine months. Has cheeky been and ca- rampage aren't in the same sentence together no. usually <laughs> oh and that cheeky bear murdering people you fucking <laughs> rampage um, has been recaptured bringing his campaign of naughtiness to an abrupt end naughtiness um, but also campaign and naughtiness generally don't <laughs> like, a campaign of oh bit of difficult huh go on there now or, like they're gonna say a reign of being not very nice <laughs> Oh man, um, Papillon, Papillon, by the way, is the name of the bear, who is tree. Papillon. Papillon, was, who is tree, Thanks was finally butterfly. caught near the town of, could actually be that, because it's in northern Italy. Oh, yeah, Italian, that's what I meant. Pa- Papillon. <laughs> uh, after Papillon. causing havoc with a series of mischievous addicts, including shaking a caravan, crossing a motorway, and chasing livestock. Fuck. Good God, each more illegal than the last for a human. <laughs> he's he's raiding with naughtiness. <laughs> um, so the brown bear's incarceration has enraged, uh, enraged animal rights groups. Though Papio, Papillon may take comfort <laughs> in finding a male companion. Uh, on his return to his enclosure. His remarkable run for freedom from the site involved scaling a 13-foot electric fence charged with 7,000 volts originally nine months ago. You'd want to have a look at that fucking electric fence contractor that you have. (laughs) 13 feet, 7,000 volts, and a bear somehow climbed it and got out. Like, that's not a bear toughing it out, I don't think. I think the fence was switched off. Do you think... <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it doesn't matter what animal you are. Even if you're capable of a reign of naughtiness, I think 7,000 volts will normally knock you out. Yeah, like... It, it, it might kill, even. Like, if on the wrong or, day. Or if it's low, you just go, oh, that hurts. But if you're climbing and anything in any way shocks you, your muscles are normally just going to, like, contract and you will just fall to the ground. Yeah, and, like, bears are good climbers. But, like, I don't I don't think they're good shock absorbers. <laughs> you're not saying they're static shock, the cartoon character? No, I am not, I'm absolutely not saying that. Fair enough. 
Fair enough. I, I look. I have to respect ah. the hustle. Um, I get confused. I think people are always referring to Static Shock, the cartoon oh. character. <laughs> and on Mondays, you're always trying to bring Mel Gibson back. Bring back Mel. Um, bring back Mel. So after his Don't daring escape. Mel. Oh, come on. After his daring escape nine months ago, the young animal, reportedly named after a 1973 prison break film, went on to cause carnage across the across the region, damaging beehives, being foiled by sheepdogs during an attack on a herd of cows, and frightening two shepherds by shaking their caravan in an effort to empty a bin. Fucking killer. Good fucking, what a monster. <laughs> This is the Hitler of bears. <laughs> I I don't want to speak too soon, but this is the Hitler of bears. Um, the paper added that he went on to cross a motorway during a 350-mile wander around Lake Garda this year, following a period of hibernation. After taking to the mountains in March, Papillon, also known as M49, was filmed rolling Way around... Cooler. In- M49 is a way cooler name, yes. Was filmed rolling around in deep snow before hunters caught up with him this week when his reign of roguery was brought to a close. Sorry. What the fuck? <laughs> his reign of roguery. This has to be on purpose that they're just. <laughs> <laughs> so they've got roguery, naughtiness, they've got cheeky, um, they've got rampage. Did they have mischief thrown in there? They had mischievous antics, yes. Mischievous antics. Um, yeah, I think I think that's the I think that's all of them. Did they just look up a thesaurus of all the words to do with mischievous? I think that has to be it. Mm. And then um, they've slammed them all together in some way that kind of makes sense. Reign of roguery is a good phrase, though. Reign of roguery sounds like a game. It does. Age of Empires, Reign of Roguery. Exactly. Um, The the Times reported that he had been part of a programme to reintroduce bears to the Italian Alps, but his taste for donkeys and sheep meant that he had to be rounded up last year. His latest capture involved being lured into a large tube trap. Not the tube trap. Not the tube trap. He got Augustus glooped. It's the one with the, you stick your two fingers on either end of it, you can't get back out. Oh no, my tube! Oh, no. My fingers! Oh. <laughs> Do I sacrifice my fingers as the tube? <laughs> a farmer's group called Cold Ereti said the move came as a sigh of relief to mountain dwellers who felt vulnerable as he was on the loose. Um, so an Italian animal welfare group says it will sue the local authority to get Papillon released again. A spokesman added, he was never a threat to man and will now be given a life sentence. Even though he's clearly, I mean he shook all those beehives, he attacked those cows. It's a miracle he was still alive. He was shaking that caravan affair, but that had people in it. And that had people in it. If you ask me, that's you already call him the Hitler of bears, but I don't think that's strong enough. I think, whoa, uh, he's the Mussolini and Hitler of bears, added together. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, uh, Connor, don't put that on the bear. <laughs> yeah, Hitler's fine, but don't bring up the Mussolini, man. He's, like, he, he's, it's, I, like, also the bear is going to be very well looked after. Like, it's not like they're just throwing him into solitary and leaving him. 
But he spent nine months on the road. How do you get away from them for nine months? You're a bear. True, but you're a bear, so you're not thinking, I gotta get away as fast as possible. You're thinking, oh wow, there's some hoodie in that fucking beehive. Well, what the, see, the thing is that the bear was like hiding in the woods. And the, with the humans, they didn't take the advice that they better go in disguise. Mm. You see? Yeah. <laughs> because every bear that ever there was <laughs> was down in those woods. And you know what they were up to, Connor? <laughs> what were they? Like? <laughs> what? They were having a rave. Yeah, no. <laughs> Fucking ins, 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 ins. He's <laughs> rave. The glow sticks <laughs> at night time. Fuck. Oh, yeah, it's all, it's all at night time. <laughs> oh, all at night time. The um, dark woods. Oh, man, he, he barely got away as well. That's what I heard. Oh, uh. Nope. Can't claw one out. Oh, Jesus. I felt like those puds were polar opposites. Really? Because I'm feeling a bit grisly. Oh, why? <laughs> Just... I haven't shaved in two months. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. I like when you do so, and then I just go, why? Just wait for someone to make a pun, and then just ask them genuinely why they felt like that. I, I, I mean, yeah, if you want to be a dick. No, well, if you... Well, and if you want to be friends with somebody, you fucking want to go and fucking... Uh, Jesus, I just fucking... Just fucking Connor, Jesus, fucking we what? said we wouldn't talk about this on air. <laughs> Wait till we finish, Jesus. God, you're always doing this. Um, you're always... Do- <laughs> <laughs> Let's not name names, okay? <laughs> Let's not place blame anywhere. Um, so, Sean, we're ending Weird News Wednesday this week with... Possibly the worst mask we've ever had in a robbery. Oh, I love these. We've had uh, a see-through holder for plastic bottles. Mm-hmm. We've had a pillowcase with no eyes. Yeah. We've had... One was a picture of someone. One was a picture of someone. We've had a, a man who drew on his own beard with a sharpie. Yeah, classic. Um, Oh, we've had we've had many a mask, many a disguise. Because if you're going to pull off a robbery, you need something to hide your face. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you don't want people knowing who you are. Exactly. Then you you won't get away with. Well, I have two men who decided that they were going to steal from a convenience store, and they decided that watermelons were their best bet, Sean. Oh no. Two men wore a watermelon on their heads while stealing from a convenience store and one of them has been arrested. Where is, is the other one still at large? Still at large, yes. Oh still at God. large. Oh my and he's God. he's mostly water. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to rind him. A, a pair of melon heads. Yes, actual people with watermelons on their heads caused quite a stir after they used the watermelons as face masks to allegedly steal from a convenience store in a small Virginia town. The duo pulled up in a lifted 2006 black Toyota pickup truck and entered a sheets store in Louisa on May 5th while wearing while wearing carved out watermelons with holes cut out for their eyes, according to the police department. That involves a level of like prep work that they had to do before doing this. Even a pumpkin would be better, surely. I th- I think th- uh, mm, a pumpkin is more 
it puts up more of a fight, I think, is the only way I can describe <laughs> it. Because when you're, when you're hollowing out a pumpkin, you have all the like stringy bits to deal with. Yeah. Well, watermelon, like, if, that puts, if they put that on their head, then their head is just soggy. Yeah, unless they... Well, no, I was thinking they were... They, I was going to give them the benefit of the doubt mm. and say they had, like, a protective head covering. But why wouldn't you just wear that <laughs> instead of the melon? No, in my head, they literally just cut the melon in half and they just absolutely smashed it onto their head. And then he just gives it to his friend, he absolutely smashes it onto his head and they're just covered in watermelon. They're all going to be sticky for days. Yeah, oh, you can't get it out. And it's just, ugh. Um, one of the two suspects was arrested on Friday. Police Chief Tom Leary, which is a great police chief name, confirmed to CNN. <laughs> police are still looking for the second suspect. He's still at large, Sean. Still at large. Okay. Yeah. Um, one comment about using melons as a mask. You have to get you have to get the placement to the eyes fucking bang on like the first time you do it. <laughs> not much. There's not really. Um, I was going to say depth perception, but like your field of vision, I would say is lessened. Your, your peripherals are fucked. Yeah. No, your peripheral vision. If anyone comes left or right, all you have is two little triangles. That's all you're seeing. And it's yeah. You're you're in. Well, oh, you went triangle there. That's interesting. What, I was you, think, what were you going? I went circle. Two circles for eyes. Two circles would be too hard, though. Do you think... No, I'd see. I think use a drill. Speed things up. <laughs> An absolutely tiny little fucking hole. <laughs> no, <laughs> I can big barely drill. see anything. <laughs> well, I just, think, I just think it'd be easier than... Well, maybe the triangles would be easier. Shall we compromise and say square? Oh, a square actually would be easier than both of them, I think. That's true. Give yourself I think a rectangle. I, I couldn't do a circle because I would spend the whole time going, that's not fucking right. That's not fucking right. And I would keep making the circle bigger and bigger <laughs> until until you could just see my whole face anyway. Until you're just wearing a cowl made of water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the 20-year-old suspect was arrested has been charged with wearing a mask in public while committing larceny. Underage possession of alcohol and petty larceny of alcohol. And this is definitely not something you see very often, said Leary. We're a really nice, quiet town with a lot of hard-working people. And something like this is pretty unusual, he said. Um, Candice went, went, a Sheets customer, told the CNN affiliate that she thought using melons as face masks is ridiculous. She says, the amount of work that you have to do to actually hollow out a watermelon, to stick it on your head, I think... It's kind of crazy, you know? I said, why? Why would you do that? It's so stupid. Just rob us in a normal mask. <laughs> yeah, you would. <laughs> if you have to rob us. If they, they came in with the guns and she got tick. Because they just like, they were fucking wrong. You can't even fucking do it right. Now like, I'm going to end up on the news for the wrong reasons. Like, I'm willing to give you the benefit of the doubt if you come in with a balaclava or so. But you're going to rob me with a fucking watermelon on your head. Have a bit of respect for yourself. Like, it's it's as easy. To, like, there, if, if, you, if you want to go the route of making your own mask, there are easier ways to go even than watermelon. Unless they were if you have any piece of clothing at all. Yeah, like wrap around your face. Unless it's easier to get rid of the evidence if it's a watermelon, I suppose. <laughs> but 
<laughs> like, do you think they were sitting at home and they're planning the robbery? And they're like, I think this is going to go fucking really well. And you just, on the table, they're like trying to figure out what they're going to wear. And you have like a full body mask. Then you've got a balaclava. Then you've got one of like the three ninjas' face masks that you just cover the front. And then beside them, they just have a fruit bowl. Like, fuck. What the fuck should we wear? See, I, I don't even think there was that much planning. I think they sat down at the table together and was like, right, we're going to do this robbery. And at the same time, they said, okay, let's go get the watermelons. And there was no discussion before or after it. <laughs> no, they were walking to the fucking robbery. And they were like, and one of them was like, fuck, I'm forgetting the masks. Fuck. And the other guy's like, we'll buy one on the way. We'll buy, don't worry, we'll pass a stall or yeah. something. We'll buy one on the way. There has to be something here. And the only stall in the whole fucking town is a watermelon stall. It does great business. <laughs> Fuck. Just, we're going to have to buy the watermelons. Oh, well, look ridiculous. Yeah, but if we just buy one, couldn't half. That's the two of us. That's two of us fine. I know, I'll want, I'll want, me, I'll want a whole one for myself, I think. <laughs> My head's fucking massive. You know that about me. You know I'm sensitive. Um, yeah, so these two guys committed robbery with just a watermelon on their head, Sean. That is... And one of them got away with it. One of them did get away with it. And if it wasn't for those meddling kids, the other one would have as well. So I think that's it for this week's Weird News, Sean. What a week. You, you really... You, you, you did good with like ramping up the levels in this mm. one. Yeah. Normally I'm shit at that, but this week, not bad. Well, I didn't say that. Don't put that on yourself. No, well, look, I'm filling the gaps. You call oh. me the Hitler of podcasts. Oh, Jesus. you always do this. <laughs> Why do you always bring him up? For <laughs> sake. Um, no, I, I enjoyed this week. Thank you very much, Connor. You've done good work. Thank you. This is weird. You're being genuine. Thank I you. I am. Shall I just take us out instead? Uh, please, I'm getting a bit freaked out when people are nice. Thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Weird News Wednesday. We'll be back on Friday with Hero or Zero, Monday with Movie Mondays and next Wednesday with another episode of Weird News Wednesday. Um, big thanks to everyone who supports us over on Patreon. patreon.com slash podcast. There's a link to that in the description. Uh, yeah, everyone who supports us over there, absolute legends. Thank you so, so much. Um, if you'd like to join those people, uh, follow those links. But the best way you can support the show is by telling one human being that we exist. Just the one. Just the one. Or you can like, rate, review us on iTunes because that uh, makes numbers like us more. <laughs> Just at its base level, that, that's what it that, is. That makes numbers like us more. And you don't want those numbers to not like us, guys. Because if those, those numbers, numbers like don't us. not like us more... No, that means don't they like will not those like numbers less. more. No, um, green eggs and ham. What? what? Well, well, look, we're on all the social medias. <laughs> They're all linked in the description, or you can email us here underscore at outlook dot com. But I think that's about it. I think we've nailed that, Sean. Um, I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean Bean. See you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.